Good morning, everyone, and happy day. Um, as we all have birthdays, I thought today would be a fun day to do an episode about birthday poems. And there are a lot of different takes and voices being represented in these poems. Also, I thought that with a title like birthday, it would be easy to find whenever you wanted to celebrate someone else's life and the turning of a new year. Or if you wanted something to remind you to make the most of your birthday. Um, so there are really a lot of different ways that these poems can be taken. The first one is titled Essay on November by Stephen Cusito, and I'm so sorry if I botched that name. There is, at times, a small fire. In the brain, partita for violin, brer, black stem, all burning in the quarter notes. And the hedgerow beyond the barn calls its sterlings in. Then frost, sere leaves, a swollen half-moon, like drowsy fingertips above the apple leaves. The next one is Between the Dragon and the Phoenix by C. Dale Young. Fire in the heart, fire in the sky, the sun just the smallish smudge resting on the horizon out beyond the reef that breaks the waves. Fiery sun that waits for no one. I was little more than a child when my father explained that the mongrel is a stranger than the thoroughbred. That I was splendidly blended, genetically engineered for survival. I somehow forgot this, misplaced this, time eroding my memory as it erodes everything. But go ask someone else to write a poem about time. Out over the bay, the sun is rising and I am running out of time. Each and every year on my birthday, I wake to watch the sunrise. I am superstitious, and today, as in years past, it is not my father, but my father's father who comes to shout at me. Whether you like it or not, you are a child of fire. You are a descendant from the dragon, descendant from the phoenix. Your blood is older than England, older than Castile. Year after year, he says the same thing, this old man dead long before I was born. So I wake each year on the day of my birth to watch the fire enter the sky while being chastised by my dead grandfather. Despite being a creature of fire, I stay near the water. Why even try to avoid what can extinguish me? There are times I can feel the fire flickering inside my frame. The gulls are quarreling, the palm trees shimmering, the world keeps spinning on its axis. Some say I have nine lives. Others think me a machine. Neither is true. The truth is rarely so conventional. Fire in my heart. Fire in my veins, I write this down for you and watch as it goes up in flames. There are no paragraphs wide enough to contain this fire, no stanzas durable enough to house it. Blood of the dragon, blood of the phoenix, I turn my head slowly to the east. I bow and call for another year. I stand there and demand one more year. This next poem is a Walt Whitman poem, which is a little bit on the longer side. So I'm going to go ahead and pause, talk about today's sponsor, and then return with the poem. All right, so as I said, this next one is a Walt Whitman poem, which means it is a little bit longer. There was a child went forth every day. 
There was a child went forth every day, and the first object he looked upon and received with wonder or pity or love or dread, that object he became. And the object became part of him for the day or a certain part of the day or for many years or stretching cycles of years. The early lilacs became part of this child, and grass and white and red, morning glories and white and red, clover and the song of the Phoebe bird, and the March-born lambs, and the sow's pink faint litter, and the mare's fowl, and the calf, cow's calf, and the noisy brood of the barnyard, or by the mire of the pool, pond side and the fish suspending themselves so curiously below there, and the beautiful curious liquid, and the water plants, and their graceful flat heads all became part of him. And the field sprouts of April and May became a part of him, winter green sprouts, and those of yet light yellow corn, and of the esculent roots of the garden, and the apple trees covered with blossoms, and the fruit afterward, and the wood berries, and the commonest weeds by the road, and the old drunkard staggering home from the outhouse of the tavern, whence he had lately risen, and the schoolmistress that passed on her way to school, and the friendly boys that passed, and the quarrel some boys and the tidy and the fresh-cheeked girls and the barefoot negro boy and the girl and all the changes of the city and the country wherever he went his own parents he had that propelled and the father stuff at night and fathered him and she that convinced him conceived him in her womb and birthed him that gave this child more of themselves than that and gave him afterward every day, and they and of them became part of him. The mother of the mo at home quietly placing dishes on the supper table. The mother with the mild words, the clean of her cap and a gown. A wholesome odor fill falling off her person and clothes as she walks by. The father, strong, self Sufficient, manly, mean, angered, unjust, the blow, the quick, loud word, the tight bargain, the crafty lure, the family usages, the language, the company, the furniture, the yearning, and the swelling heart, affection that will not be gainsaid, the sense of what is real, and thought if it after all should be unreal and doubts of daytime and doubts of nighttime, the curious weather and how, whether that which appears so is so, or is it all flashes and specks? Men and women crowding fast in the streets, if they are not flashes and specks, what are they? The streets themselves and facades of houses, the good in the windows, vehicles, teams, the tiered wharves, the huge crossing at the ferries, the village of the highland seen from far at sunset, the river between the shadows, the mist, the light falling on the roofs and gables of white or brown three miles off, the schooner near and sleepy dropping down the tide, the little boat slack-toed astern, the hurrying, tumbling waves and the crick broken crests and slapping, the strata of the colored clouds, the long bar of the morotin, away solitary by itself, the spread of purity it lies motionless in, the horizon's edge, the flying sea crow, the fr fragrance of the salt marsh and the shore mud, 
These became a part of the child who went forth every day, and he now goes and will always go forth every day, and these become a part of him or her that pursues them now. The next one is called Poem Without Angel Food, and this is by C.D. Wright. Well, a great many things have said in the oven hours. We have not been shaken out of the magnolias. Today was another hard day and tomorrow will be harder. Well, that sounds like our gong, but we'll have the boy's birthday and we'll have music and cake. Well, I think only good thoughts and go up and talk to the rock. This next one is As If I Am Someone Else by Douglas Piccany. So much depends on the authority of the reality to guide me in a logic of circumstance to live comfortably yet desire differently. When I Rise Up by Georgia Douglas Johnson. When I rise up above the earth and look down on the things that fetter me, I beat my wings upon the air or tranquil lie. Surge after surge of potent strength, like incense comes to me. When I rise up above the earth and look down upon the things that fetter me. This next one is Morning Song by Sylvia Plath. Love set you going like a fat gold watch. The midwife slapped your foot soles and your bald cry took its place among the elements. Our voices echo, magnifying your arrival, new statue in a drafty museum, your nakedness shadows our safety. We stand round blankly as walls. I am no more your mother than the earth that distills a mirror to reflect its own slow effacement at the wind's hand. All night your moth breath flickers among the flat pink roses. I wake to listen, a far sea moves in my ear. One cry, I stumble from bread, cow heavy and floral in my Victorian gown. Your mother opens clean as a cat's. The window square whitens and swallows it, its all dull stars. And now you try. Your handful of notes, the clear vowels rise like balloons. This next one is titled A Happy Birthday by, Ke by Ted Kuzer. This evening, I sat by an open window and read till the light was gone and the book was no more than a part of the darkness. I could easily have switched on the lamp, but I wanted to ride this day down into the night to sit alone and smooth the unreadable pages with that pale gray ghost of my hand. And this final one is titled Crossroads by Joyce Stephan. I can never pronounce these names. The second half of my life will be black to the white rind of the old and fading moon. The second half of my life will be water over the cracked floor of these desert years. I will land on my feet this time, knowing at least two languages who's, who my friends are. I will dress for the occasion, and my hair shall be whatever color I please. 
Everyone will go on celebrating the old birthday, counting the years as usual, but I will count myself new from this inception, this imprint of my own desire. The second half of my life will be swift, past leaning fence posts, a gravel shoulder, asphalt tickets, the beckon of an open road. The second half of my life will be wide-eyed, fingers shifting through fine sands, arms loose at my sides, wandering feet. There will be new dreams every night, and the drapes will never be closed. I will toss my string of keys into a deep well and old letters into the grate. The second half of my life will be ice breaking upon the river, rain soaking the fields, a hand held out, a fire and smoke going upwards, always up. If you're listening to this and it's your birthday, happy, happy, happy birthday. If you're listening to this and you're wishing someone else happy birthday, I hope they have a fantastic day. As always, thanks so much for joining me here on another episode of Learning to Fly the Podcast.